0: Welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matthew Jonathan Taylor-Thomas Givanesi, and today we're getting into the weeds about running a lifestyle business. Joining me on the show is someone who inadvertently helped me grow my business. I looked up the word inadvertently because I didn't know. I was like, I think that's the right word. He started a blog a while back called thinktraffic.net that I devoured at the time. Uh, this, that site really helped me grow my traffic on my main site, Swim University. And then, uh, he created Fizzle.co, which is a training platform for those looking to build a lifestyle business faster. And I was a member and I owe a lot of my success to him and his team at Fizzle. So at Corbett Barr on Twitter, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on.
1: I'm jazzed to be here. Guest number four, five, five, five. I don't know. There's yeah, three published right now.
0: Yeah, so I had Sean Ogle on yesterday, a neighbor of yours. Oh, yeah. Good friend. So, yeah. Do you hang out with him? Yeah, sometimes. He's a, he's a great dude. Yeah. Uh, we were just in Vail together this last month. Or what's What month are we in? May? Mm-hmm. You smell so, toast? <laughs> I, I'm i not going to lie to you. When I do smell toast, I, I lose my mind. <laughs> You're like, is that i really get scared that's my anxiety like when i'm like i'm like my foot hurts right now and i'm like oh i have aids right doesn't (laughs) like when you have aids doesn't joint damage yeah part of it i'm gonna die yeah yeah my toes gonna fall off and yeah i I just you know i watch like one thing on tv or i see one person have a problem or i hear or i think i know something about symptoms Mm -hmm. and i freak the fuck out Mm -hmm. like the toast thing yeah yeah I had a
1: tangent there, but it's too early in the show to go there, so. is it? But yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So uh, before we get started, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and MoneyLab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing, not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, MoneyLab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. Uh, Since we're recording this, uh, midweek, I recorded one yesterday, so I'm a little ahead of schedule, which mm-hmm. is just—I'm not Unlike even trying you. to be. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very organized. <laughs> um, so this podcast, so far, so I'm going to use a different stat this this time, has been downloaded 666 times since I launched it on April 23rd, 2018.
1: Is that? Are you saying that because it's a significant number, or
0: no? I'm saying that because it's the, true. It's the mark of the beast. And it happened to be the mark of the beast when I when I looked it up today. <laughs> Great. So I figured. I mean, every week I want to just say what my download numbers are. Do it. Yeah, it's good for people to know.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole point of this is like people are listening because they want the inside juicy tips
0: on the, the inside juicy juicy bits
1: bits. They want the inside juicy bits on what it takes to you know to do, do SEO, to grow a podcast, to grow a blog, to make some money, all that kind of stuff, and all that shit.
0: What is it if you don't like let people know what's going on, right? Right, and that's a great segue into what I want to talk to you about. Yeah, which is um, lifestyle business, and um, I I have a shitload of I actually did some research because I I have some feelings mm-hmm. personally about the term. Yeah, so do I, um, and I have. Questions, even though I don't want this to really be an interview, you know, per se. Yeah. Uh, but are you sick of talking about this? About what lifestyle business means? Yes. Just no. Just lifestyle business in general. Just all of this shit, like business in general. Business. Because- yeah. Can we talk about soccer? <laughs> <laughs> no. No.
1: No. no. Th- that's good because the conversation would last about three minutes. And I. I. Yeah. The, yeah. Um. No. Uh, no. No. I mean, I hope you still not. enjoy it. I do. I mean. For me, like, luckily, entrepreneurship, like, building businesses is just one of those things that I feel like will always get me excited, like, my whole life. Just because it feels like magic that—and I think this is because I grew Mm. up, like, poor. My dad was, like, a janitor, and my mom Uh worked three jobs, fast food and shit like that. And just the idea that you can—independent of somebody having to pay you and control your life, you can go out there. Like, so so that— to me, is such a fundamental human need and experience that it's always going to get me excited talking about business and entrepreneurship. Right, and it's not a new thing. It's not so, a new y- thing. In fact, it we I think I think we took a step back. You know, there was a time when in a town, it seems like everybody was very connected. If they didn't own their own business, they were very connected to the business itself, to the owner. Right. They weren't very big. Yeah. And now it's like you can be a cog in a hundred, two hundred thousand person business, which I've I've worked in, and that is just depressing.
0: Yeah. To me. Yeah. That's not yeah, that's not a thing. Right. I mean that what I mean, like it back in the day, like what, in the seventeen hundreds and shit, when we just like here at least, uh in America, where yeah, I remember like Ben Franklin owned a print shop, like a little print shop in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, he you know? probably owned several businesses, right, over the years. I think so. I read his novel and I, or not novel. His novel. <laughs> his yeah. novel. Well, he did write. I, yeah, poor Richard's Armanac, I guess. Yeah. I read his bio- biography and I liked the beginning because he's very entrepreneurial. Uh-huh. And then he gets into politics and I just was like, I'm done. And then and he snoozed. Yeah, as soon as like the Revolutionary War happened, I'm like, I'm done. This is boring. Yeah. He just has gout and he's just fucking French. <laughs> he's just cranky and yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, um, so you're not sick of it. Yeah, I'm not sick of it. No, I thought I was going to be sick of it with this show. What after five episodes? <laughs> well, I, when I did that, <laughs> like this episode, you're this like, episode, I'm you're gonna be like, like ah, you know, I brought I'm you done. on to talk about lifestyle business, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sick done. of this shit. I I did worry about it before I started the show because I, I when I did Driven, which was which I had you on and interviewed you, yeah. After episode eight, I'm like, ah, oh, fucking care anymore.
1: Yeah, what, what was the difference, do you think, in the in the setup
0: for that? The difference is... Um, well, and we is should gonna, say you're only on episode five. Every time I you say might... this, it makes me feel like a douchebag. Huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I was Would just going to uh, say... Well, we. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that we... This is why I like video so much, by the way.
1: Right, 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 totally. Because I can see you, like, about doing to say what the fuck is Although going I'm on?
0: dark, because I have a ba- ba- horrible black in this office.
1: I was about to say, we... We shouldn't we shouldn't assume that the difference in this show is going to get you past 8 episodes because
0: you're only on That's episode true. 5. Right. The difference is I was interviewing. So I the way mm. I the the reason for the show was to figure out what makes a person more driven than, you know, the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Like why why am I you know, what do I have in common with people who are just driven, regardless if it's business or not, people who just like get shit done and just keep and wanting to keep do things, keeping, yeah. you know, whatever. I want to keep do and things. Oh, yeah. How to keep do things. And I was interviewing my friends mostly, and I learned a lot about those people, but then I and then I stopped caring. Mm. And that's what makes me sound like a douchebag. Like, it's not like I don't. Like it was interesting, but m- my end of it was like, oh, is this all I'm going to do is interview entrepreneurs? Like, oh, I'm just John Lee Dumas. I'm just there's this is this just, you know, even though it's different cuz I'm doing hour long or or multi-hour long, really diving into your family history and shit like that. It I don't know if anybody cares. Or yeah. I don't even really know if I cared, to be honest. Yeah. That and that's interesting, right? Because a lot of people I think
1: when they if if they were starting a podcast they would think maybe that interviewing is like gravy street. It's like, well, you just, you don't have to do anything. You just show up and let somebody else provide the content basically. Exactly. But, but you know, it, I can see where it would be boring. Like we've, we've done, we've only done probably like eight or 10 interviews on the fizzle show ever. Mm -hmm. And, um, and usually it's very topical. We have somebody on to talk about, you know, SEO or something. We don't just dive in, but I've also done a lot of like behind the scenes founder stories, interviews we call them where we talk for an hour, hour and a half. But those are spaced out, you know, enough. We were only doing like one a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. That and they were in person. And that's a much more enjoyable conversation too, right? Than right, than than right. talking to somebody over Skype. So
0: Well, the, yeah. you're talking about the fizzle stories in the like in Fizzle. Yeah, in Which in I some. liked those. Yeah. I mean yeah, I, I like really like those. Um But I think, yeah, after a while it's when you it's weird a lot of people just have the same story right you know and when we were on list of money matters we did a um a series called better know a millionaire Mm -hmm. where we were the goal was to interview millionaires and sort of ask them the same style of questions like really uncomfortable money questions like yeah you know if you can make it rain at any establishment where would you know where would that be (laughs) and like what kind of car do you drive and just like how much money do you make and what do you do with that money
1: outback steakhouse ford focus was i missed the third question how much money do you make? Oh um, million. Yeah, $1,000, $1,000. A million. Yeah, a million dollars. A million, over we ha- a million.
0: Over a million. Yeah. So we 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 had uh most of the guests that we had on were just like basic millionaires. You know, they made a million and that was it. You right, know, they drive they drive old ass BMWs, some of them rented apartments. Yep. You know, it wasn't like they were yeah. balling millionaires. And so- then we had one guy on who was a straight up baller and a a douchebag, nice. And people freaked the fuck out, saying, <laughs> "How dare you bring somebody like this on the show?" It's like not, he it's was not... talking about coke and hookers and stuff. And... He was talking about how he drives a Phantom and yeah. his his wife. His, his I, we looked up his wife, we're like, "Jesus Christ, are you serious?" Yeah, and this guy was just like a slob, and he just talked about. He was just very braggadocious, and yeah. and it was just really. And and I I want to say that on the interview, I was sort of making fun of him but without him knowing it uh-huh. but I don't think I was. I was <laughs> honestly curious because I loved the interview because I thought it was such a uh a paradox uh, like it, it showed the other yeah it showed yeah. the other stuff so, like you can be a like normal ass regular millionaire or you could be this guy. Right. And I thought it was good to see that. Well, and and here's the thing about you mentioned John Lee Dumas it's like
1: um, that formula has worked so well for him. I don't know how many mm-hmm. episodes he has right now. Yeah, but I don't know. but my thing is, and, and it would be incredibly boring. And you know, you can fault him sometimes for for doing the same thing every episode, like are you ready to ignite blah, blah blah? Yeah, yeah. but you can see how you'd fall into that pattern because it's like it's hard to stay excited talking to each guest. But the thing is, like, I like interviews, I like listening to interviews when either it's someone I know or that I followed. Uh huh. Not necessarily personally. It could be like a celebrity kind of person or somebody that I know, right. or somebody who's just really fascinating. And so you get, you know, an interview show like Tim Ferriss, and he always has fascinating guests on. Right. And so you can listen to that for an hour, right? Or, yes. Or you listen to, like, you know, he gets Arnold Schwarzenegger on or something like that. And it's like, well, I'm just curious about that guy because, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. But then. You listen to a show like um, Entrepreneur on Fire or any of these where they they interview relative unknown people, right? Small. And it's just yeah, and and a lot of those people are just kind of boring. Yeah, you know, and yeah. like if you interviewed a hundred different millionaires, it's you know they're not rich because they're charming or famous right. or whatever. They're rich because they were shrewd or got kind of lucky or whatever, you know. Yeah. And I guess yeah. that or just did like
0: smart investing, like just you no. Know, really boring stuff right right exactly Just, you know yeah and here i am
1: yeah. you know talking about how boring it is to listen to unknown people and work to unknowns here, yeah. basically well, that's yeah. true yeah
0: well I, have you watched that uh off camera show it's like black and white interview show um the guy's a photographer and he interviews actors and, and no. musicians and stuff no is it good? it's on yeah it's on netflix and it's like an hour long really candid like there's an interview with him and will ferrell mm-hmm. and will ferrell's being straight for the most part Like, he's, you know, and I think Mark Maron, when you listen to his interview with Will Farrell, it's like, you don't see Will Farrell go on shows being interviewed, like, just straight up, just straight up without any jokes, without him, like, painting a character. And I find that fascinating. Yeah. And I like those things, but I don't. And, and I listen right now. And I think that the reason this, when we're going on this whole idea of the show, but like, when I started this, I I listen to a lot of beer brewing podcasts, which mm. you know, most people don't, but it's mo- it's, they're not interviewing people on the show because they're famous brewers. They're interviewing them because they have some sort of expertise in sour, making sour beers or making you know, you know, New England-style IPAs or something or decoction mashing or whatever, some sort of subject, and the host also knows about that. Yeah, and so for me, I was like, "Well, in this show, you know something, and I probably know a lot of the same things. There's a lot of overlap. So instead of me pretending like I'm interested in how you came up, because it's like I know that, yeah, uh, and I have to go. Oh, really? Then you started fizzle. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's like, but you're you're so convincing. Um. No, I I do. I mean, I did care. No, I know, and it was learning. You know, but I just secretly I was just like, "Man, eh, I'm done. Yeah, well, and you have, you know, you have something to offer.
1: Like, you're more than just a, right. you're, you know, sit there quietly point. and ask ask interesting questions.
0: Uh, that's probably why I felt like I, you know, I, I probably wanted to say a little bit more. So, and this is, but you know, and and to get back to like for people listening to this who are
1: wondering about what kind of YouTube channel should I start, what kind of podcast should I start, that sort of yeah. thing, it's important to know about yourself, like how much you need the spotlight, and right. you know, some people can carry a whole YouTube show on their own and yeah. do really well, um, others, you know, need a little help, you know, need a crutch. And then other people are super comfortable being totally behind the scenes. And and sometimes you have to like experiment with those different modes before you figure out who you are. And I think yeah. you're finding you know, you're you're obviously very comfortable on camera yourself. You've done tons of great videos and stuff, but right. maybe this format where, you know, you get somebody on to kind of coax out of you some of the things you already know and contribute to the topic, maybe exactly. that's the money spot for you.
0: And I think that's that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Um and that's so that's why uh to, to not go off on this tangent anymore but to sort of circle it back to lifestyle on en- lifestyle business lifestyle entrepreneur whatever you want to call it um i i do have a jumping off point besides the, the does the subject make you sick or are you sick of talking about it Cause Right. i again i worry about that for myself but um so do you know paul at healthgeeks.co no. um so he he had a question that he says this may seem like a stupid question, but what is considered a lifestyle business? Is it location independence? Is it only online? Is it something that you just really enjoy building? Is it having more free time, et cetera? Like I, and I, I'm, I'm going to feel that to you. Cause I, I, I have my thoughts.
1: Okay. And I'd love to hear your thoughts because I don't think there's any one definition. So, mm. um, I'll give you, so I, I ran a little, uh, YouTube show for yeah. for 10 episodes called Lifestyle Business Weekly. And um, uh, we can get into why, why it went for 10 episodes. But in the intro to that show, here's what I said. I said, money isn't the point. A business mm-hmm. should be about lifestyle, impact, and meaning. And you can still earn a ridiculous amount of money without sacrificing any of that, but you need to set your priorities. And that, to me is what a lifestyle business is all about. So, you know, when, when you, actually, I saw um, that tweet, you know, asking what, what is a lifestyle business, and so I, yeah. I went, and I, and I just thought, like, what is my current definition? And I went and listened to the intro to that show, which is a couple of years old. And yeah. I think that still holds for me that a lifestyle business is about more than money. But it is about money. It, it has well, to be, right? of course. Business, a business, business has space. to be about money. Yeah, but I'm saying that money isn't necessarily the central point of a lifestyle business. Okay, and I think if you look at a a traditional business like a you know any Fortune 500 business, those are all about money. They have to be about money. They have shareholders, right? Yes. And Yes. And people who are expecting to get paid as a result of the operations of that business. Mm-hmm. If you look at uh, venture capital backed businesses, some of the VCs. Have actually used lifestyle business as sort of a derogatory term. They'll they'll say that oh that's cute that's that's just a lifestyle business that's not the kind of thing that we mm-hmm. invest in right? right and right and I and I think the distinction is is fine and it's valid. There are businesses that are like purely built to make as much money as possible at the detriment sometimes of the people working for that business right. It, you know, it leaves carnage in its wake sometimes. It's like yeah. a, a startup that's VC-backed, the sole purpose is to grow as fast as possible, to make as much money as possible, so that you can either sell or IPO. And the strong survive in that situation, and they cling to that vessel as it takes off. And if they can hold on, they'll get a payout at some point. And the right. payout is greater the higher up you are in the organization. A lifestyle business is usually meant to benefit its owner primarily in yeah. lifestyle and then I also throw in impact and meaning because to me those things matter a lot like you asked do I still care about talking about this stuff well if mm-hmm. I didn't I would look for something else to do frankly because sure. because it's not just about the money for me so um you know I think you can I think you can describe it in terms of what it's not it's it's not a business that's solely about money and then you can also describe it in terms of lifestyle means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And we can talk about what that means to me, like what my lifestyle is. And maybe, maybe for some people, it's just that you want to earn a comfortable living and, and be able to work at home so that you can see your kids more often. Like maybe that's it, you know, but I know what it's not. It's not sleeping under my desk, you know, in some startup organization where we're trying to grow at the expense of everything else at the expense of my health, at the expense of my sanity, Cause I've done that before and, and you know, it, it's not worth it to me in the end.
0: Well, I mean, if you compare it to, uh, so yeah, it's, so lifestyle business is usually compared to VC backed startups, right? So it's, it, it doesn't have to be one or the other, no. but it's usually compared cause it's, they're kind of polar opposites. And I think with VC startups, isn't it, the, isn't the point, I don't know if this is the point for some people. But maybe for the owner, it's like, oh, I'm gonna start this company, I'm gonna ramp it up, I'm gonna cash out, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a shitload of money at thirty, and then I'm going to be able to live the life that I want to now and basically retire at 30. Right. Yes. So that's that's one way. Yeah. And then there's like so then there's the, oh, I'm gonna work at Amtrak and I'm gonna work for sixty years or forty years, I'm gonna cash out my pension, and then I'm gonna be able to live the life that I wanna live. Right. Right. And right. it's just a really slower version of that. It's like, oh, it's just like I could either play the lottery or invest in the stock market, you know, slowly but surely with dollar cost averaging Uh, versus the lifestyle business is like, well, let's 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 actually combine those two. Let's make a shitload of money, never retire and basically live a life of like half retirement, half, you know, earning. Yeah. And I think in those first two models, like there are
1: aspects of both of those that I think are are based on false premises like for me um, people who work 40 years and then retire it's sad Mm -hmm. but you see people kind of you see some embrace retirement and do really well but you see a lot of people retire and And kind of go to shit like kind of fall apart because they have no purpose in life anymore right Right. and that's sad so for me like I I actually enjoy what I do If, if I had like unlimited funds and I get to a certain age, I can imagine scaling back and not doing as much, but I kind of always want to have something that I'm interested in, some, some kind of output, you know, some sort of productive output. Right. Sure. Sure. So, so that can't be gardening though. It maybe, maybe it could be gardening, but, but you know, right now I really love interacting with people, um, helping people just being, just feeling useful to, to others, you know, not necessarily just to my plants but uh, i have done some gardening and it is kind of fun. yeah. i mean um, i've <laughs> but the 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 vc thing it's funny because you know you mentioned lottery ticket and it's definitely a lottery ticket. i mean if you're not, you know, one of the top 20 employees at a at a typical startup, even if it goes ipo, like you're not going to make like f u money, right? sure. Um, and the odds of, you know, coming up with an idea, getting vc funding, growing the thing to a point where you sell it and having enough left over to put in your pocket, even as the founder, are pretty low. And then what typically happens, like I've seen this over and over again, is these people, once they have a bunch of money, um, they either get addicted to that success and just the the dynamic growth that happens in a startup, and they just go on and do another startup right away. Or they try the whole retire at 30 thing, yeah, and they're just and so they- bored. That yeah. they have to go back and do something else.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I have friends that did that. Yeah. Yeah. For my
1: sure. a business partner of mine was, was the exact same thing. He, he sold a company, did really well, went and traveled for a year yep. and then was like, well, what do I do with myself now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I know a guy, I know a guy that sold his business and then three or four years later bought it back. Yeah. You know, right. You know the same person I'm talking about?
1: Um, maybe he lives in your town. He lives in my town. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Really? He bought it back? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh? I guess we could say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So get rich slowly. Yeah.
1: When yeah. did he buy it back? This past year?
0: Yeah. Just yeah. Oh. Yeah. I talked to him about it last year, and he was like in the in the process, and it, yeah, finally went through. So now he owns it again. Amazing. Yeah. And I don't know if that was because of boredom, but like I I know he was always writing because that's what he loved to do. Right. And then, yeah, I just, but a lot of people that I know in that space, because in personal finance, a lot of people cashed out early for their, for their success of their sites yeah, and they made millions right? and then all went back into doing the same thing I know. With, within like a year or two. Yeah. And it's like, if that's, if that's any sort of, uh, you know, indication of that sort of model of cashing out and retiring early to do what it's like, Oh, you, you realize that you actually liked to do that thing. That's yeah. what you like. Yes.
1: Yes. So, and for me, I like to do that thing. Okay. I like to make money, right? Yeah. Like, well, sure. We all do. Yeah, we all do. Uh, I like to work. Sure. But I also really like to enjoy my life. I like to go surfing. I like to travel. I like to spend time with friends. I like to do all that stuff. And I just never understood why it has to be all or nothing. Like for everybody, you know, either in that VC camp or the work for forty years. Basically, what they were saying is it has to be on or off. I either have to be working or I have to be pleasuring. I can't do both Whoa. at the same time. Sure, sure. And uh, and that's just bullshit. You can do yeah. both at the same time, and right. it and it, it makes it makes it all much more sustainable in in both sense i think you know you don't you're less likely to burn out on work and you're less likely to burn out on the pleasure stuff if you make it you make both of them a lifelong pursuit and figure out ways to make them both work together
0: so do you ever get bored period like just bored yeah yeah Um, because okay i say that because i'm currently in a situation where i mean would you say that i own a lifestyle business uh, I would say that, okay, so knowing as knowing as much as you know or as little as you know, just from 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 do you think that I do? I would say that a lifestyle business is in
1: the eye of the beholder and but knowing that I, I don't believe you have any investors, uh, nope. but but I, I feel like you work a lot and don't necessarily take time off for yourself as much as as much as you could.
0: Okay, and you're assuming that I'm assuming that from from what from what vantage point do you do you make just, that assumption Just from the outside, it just seems to me like well, I
1: mean obviously I know that you love beer and you're out you know enjoying yourself in town, but it just seems sure. to me like you work really hard and 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 maybe that's true, maybe it's not
0: I don't know right, okay um so right now it's 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 not true right now, okay. I've literally haven't done anything for um uh, two months <laughs> besides this podcast and and some random shit here and there. Nice work. But I've been watching a lot of um I like I I just rewatched the entire uh remix season of Arrested Development, season four of Arrested Development okay. in, in like two days. Uh I'm rewatching all of Twin Peaks. Um I've you know, I've I'm just super bored, to be honest. So, so there you go. That's that's your lifestyle right now. So that, all right, so that's a, that's what I'm saying is, well, I I had a, I have a bunch of like questions and stuff, but one of them is, and it kind of goes off of that, which is, what what do you do with the life part? Like, I I don't know. So here's the thing: I enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. Like I really like it. Yeah. Sometimes I prefer it over life. Like, I don't like to travel. And people go like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, what do you mean? You own a lifestyle business. You want to travel? Yep. I'm like, you're location dependent. You can travel. I don't like it. I hate getting on fucking planes. Yeah. I hate being in airports. Well, unless I'm drinking, which I always do. Uh, I. But for the most part, if I was left to my own devices, I'd be. I'm so bored. Because I. I mean, I do have like home brewing as a hobby, that I do. But you can how how many kegs of beer can I make? You know I can't make a keg of beer every day. I would, yeah, I would die totally. Uh, so I you know I have I play guitar. I have like I do some music production stuff. But some would consider that work because a lot of what I a lot of it goes into the business that I run. So yep, I I struggle with the life part of it. Yeah, is I actually and why can't a why can't being a VC or being a startup regardless if you get VC capital or not right or sorry, regardless if you get like venture capital or you get a business loan or whatever, why can't that be the enjoyment part of it? Like why can't that be the life of it? Sure. Why? Uh, right? And and that's up to you. And I
1: and I'm never going to say that a lifestyle business is better for everybody than Sure. No, than, right. than the alternative. It just happens to be for me. I think that um, the the question though is is that inability to find joy in <laughs> normal yeah. life. Yeah. Is that a hole that you're trying to fill with your business that deserves like some other attention?
0: Thought. Well, I I think about so I was I had this conversation with Steph the other day and I said, "What do people do when they're not working?" Like mm-hmm. what do other people do? I always I always struggle with the question like what do people do for fun? And when I think about my brother, I'm like when he gets off of work, he plays video games. And when he's off on the weekends, he plays video games and that's his and i'm sure he'd rather be playing video games than be at work cuz right. you know works a normal job right 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 and i'm like i don't have i don't have any other I, that's the thing i just don't have any other uh thing that takes up a lot of time in my life where i'd rather be doing that than this yeah right cuz like can like to, to me work is the hobby right you know building a website or or Uh, making a rap album or whatever, like any of those things are hobbies, but they, I make them look like work on the outside. Yeah. So it looks like I don't do a lot or it looks like I do so much stuff and I'm constantly working. But to me, it's like, well, I built, if I was doing all swim university and it was like always like writing blogs and, you know, tracking Pinterest stats and that is, I think a little different, but that's not what I do.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you, um, you've, you've kind of figured out like the the perfect scenario for work. Like if you get to show up and it feels like play like, oh, today I get to write a song and and, you know, do that under the guise of work, then how friggin
0: cool is that? Right. I mean, yes, that's awesome. But even before that, when I was starting swim you like to me that like the building of that and the seeing that that would yeah. be like me as a woodworker trying to build a shed yes. for the first time yeah and going like i I'm fucking love this
1: and 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 totally like to me just because you have a, a lifestyle business, whatever that means to you doesn't yeah. mean you don't love your work I mean that's why I throw in there like having impact and meaning for me like feeling like my work is Making a difference and and it means something to me, like it's important uh-huh. to me for some reason. That's as important as the money or the lifestyle piece, right? Right. I think you have to have all three, and you're just saying that you haven't found the things outside of work that that excite you as much as work does. And I I right. get that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I just have a problem calling what I do a lifestyle business because it, even though by I guess many definitions i read the article that you published or that you linked to about uh i think it was like 37 signals like bullshit something about like yeah lifestyle business being bullshit or something i don't know if it's i think that's an older article yeah it is but he had a um you know to me i would never consider 37 signals to be a lifestyle business right when I look at it from the outside, I'm like, no, they're, well, they're, they're software. So, and they have a team of employees and they have an office in Chicago. Right. Uh, to me, that doesn't scream lifestyle business. It screams regular, traditional, normal, normal ass business. Not that it had, not that it has to be a startup and a VC backed, uh, right. You know, venture yeah. or, or whatever. Uh, but I would never call them, like, there is a middle ground, right? There is like, there is your hyper, you know, uh, funded, Trying to like, what do they call that? Uh, like a unicorns, like trying to hit unicorn status and like become like Airbnb or Facebook. Right. And then there's, you know, lifestyle, which is like what, what? Freelancers, consultants, right. Life coaches, people, you know, that yeah. do blogs and shit. Uh, and then there's, there's a middle there's like a traditional middle, like what's a car mechanic. Is that a lifestyle business? If you own your own car mechanic, if you, if you're a doctor and you own your own practice, is that a lifestyle business where you get to golf whenever the fuck you feel like it? (laughs) Well, and does it matter? Does it matter? No, I guess. So
1: so to me, I think, and, and to me, the label doesn't matter so much as is that car mechanic living his best life? Does hmm. he, does he love what he does for a living? Um, Does he have other things that he wants to do in his life that his business is supporting? Allows him to do, right. Right? That's the question. Like, do you allow your business to become a prison because you feel like it it has to make money and it exists, you know, just because it exists and you have to do, like, you know, you have to work 12 hours a day to support that thing because of the decisions that you made to you know, take on more than you can handle. um, Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to keep saying yes, yes, yes to these things, for what end? To make more money, to hire more people, to get more customers, to what end? Like, what's the whole point of this? And if the point of it is that you feel like there's this someday that I'm going to get to, then, then that's a shame. If, on the other hand, the mechanic is like, you know, works on old Porsches and he loves them and that's his passion and he wants to do nothing else with his time than work on those Porsches, then that's great as long as, as long as
0: he's being healthy about it, you know? Well, that I, okay, that I'm more, I can get behind because to me, I think the biggest difference between the the term lifestyle business, regardless of how, you know, how you feel about the 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 two words mashed together versus yeah. anything else right there is a difference between a company that has a goal right yeah and a company that that ha, or that has a singular goal of making a lot of money and growing mm-hmm. and just becoming this like mass like you know comcast or um whatever just some huge ass company with a billion employees I, I like at the founders or the CEOs of that company. Like what, what still gets them up every day? Is it the smell of cash? Must be, right? I don't know. Like, what well, gets and fucking it's for Bezos them, it's like, up every day?
1: And you know, for them, you know, it's interesting because it. You think about a company like Comcast, and obviously, it's not a lifestyle business. But the individuals have goals for their own lives, and for the CEO. Yeah, he wants it to grow, and yeah, he wants to make a lot of money. But that CEO probably also really likes golf. He probably also really likes taking his wife on private planes. He probably also really likes um, being on boards of directors for nonprofits and feeling important. Like, there's a ton of things that that person wants for his lifestyle that the non-lifestyle business is enabling. Sure. The, The trouble is less with the Fortune 500s and things. The trouble for me is independent business owners who haven't thought to themselves, what do I want this business to allow me to do? And how do I build this business in such a way that makes that possible? And the reason I come at this is because I, before the business that I'm running now, founded a VC-backed startup. And I did that because I had worked in corporations for a long time. And I just felt like, this sucks. Like, there has to be a better life than this. And in yeah. my mind, entrepreneurship was the first version that you talked about where I got to make a bunch of money, you know, before I'm old so that I can then retire and do whatever it is that I want to do. Sure. And I jumped into that business and in three years, I built such a hell for myself that I, I dreaded going to work because there's so mm-hmm. much pressure to just grow, grow, grow. And if it's not growing, then you're screwed and you got to start thinking about what am I going to do next?
0: And your goal was to cash out of that business.
1: And my goal was to cash out of that business because there's, you know, there's nothing else that you can do in that situation. You know, once you take on VC, once you take on VC money, like that's it. You have to be heading for an exit at some point.
0: And that's so crazy to me. Like, isn't, so there was no enjoyment that during that process where you were building a company and you were like, oh, I get to build and make, I get to be a multimillionaire. There was, and, and run a huge company that, you know, people talk about or whatever.
1: There, there was some enjoyment, but uh, in that situation, if things go sideways at all, like, you know, now, like, you know, you like you said um, earlier, you sold a, a business and, mm-hmm. you know, because of it had taken a step sideways or whatever. And so when that happens, you get to go. You get to think to yourself, well, how worth it is it for me to spend a bunch of time on that, to build that business back up and blah blah blah. And you make mm-hmm. those decisions. In a VC backed business, if something goes sideways right, or isn't right. looking up, it's like you're going to get fired, you know? You have you have other yeah. people to answer to. It's not your business anymore. So Right. So, you know, I I think my version of lifestyle business is I live in Mexico every winter. I go surfing. I do the whole thing. I travel to Europe in the in the summers. And that's my version of it. But if your version of it is you love your work, and by the way, I love my work. Like my wife will tell you, I I stay up till midnight or one a lot of nights, and she's bored next to me, like, why do you work so much? You know, Because, because sometimes I get on a project and I'm just loving it. And I can't wait to find out what happens. You know, it's like, it's better than watching a Netflix show. It's like, what's going to happen when I launch this thing, you know? Yes, yes. So I get that. I totally love that. But I also really love surfing and hanging out with people and making cocktails for friends and throwing dinner parties and exploring new countries and things like that. I hate being on a plane as much as you do. I had to fly for work for three or four years and made like 200 flights across the country. And it sucks. Like, there's nothing about being on a plane that's fun for me. No right, but I really do like being somewhere. Uh, But I'll tell you, I I I probably take um, four round trip flights a year, but I spend five months out of the country every year with those four round trip flights. I like to get somewhere and then just be there. I don't like to like to hop around a bunch of places. So, you know, there there are ways you can do it that I think make it more enjoyable, despite the little you know things that are annoying to you about traveling or whatever but i also when i get somewhere really have to be able to work i can't it i can tell myself i'm taking vacation for a week or maybe two weeks at the max but i can't Mm. take vacation for more than two weeks or i start to go crazy so if we're traveling somewhere and we're going to be there for a while then if it's more than two weeks i you know my wife knows that i got to get set up for work and that means i have to have a good internet i have to
0: have a nice quiet place to work and i have to do your hobby is another way to put it right it's yeah yeah, because I'm the same exact way. I, a week is like vacation to me is, uh, it's is a hell. Right. It doesn't like I I don't like it, and neither is my dad. Like it comes, you know, my dad. He's like, I have off the weekend. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, mowing the lawn, doing. I'm gonna build a garden out back. Maybe maybe build a shed. I'm like, dude, fucking sleep. Yeah. You eh. know, and, and that's I'm the same way. Like I I can't be still. I can't sit still.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I can't. I mean, I. I don't enjoy that a whole lot either. I have a boat here in Portland Mm -hmm. and that takes up a bunch of time and I mowed the lawn yesterday and I kind of enjoy that. Like if I have some downtime, you know, in fact, that's how I take my break during work. It's like, if I, if I get up against a wall and I'm here in town, whatever, uh, I'll take an hour and I'll go mow the lawn or do something like I got to like move and, you know, get some of that kinetic energy out and then come back and sit down. Huh. So The other thing, though, Matt, is, um, and this has taken us a long time to discover, but when you run a lifestyle business and you live in a place where everyone else is living a traditional life, Mm. it can be really confusing. And I don't know what Boulder's like. I, I get the feeling that there's maybe a mix of people there. But when you live in a town like Portland or a town like San Francisco and you run a lifestyle business, but everyone else is living a traditional life. It can be really confusing and awkward, especially as you get to the age where all of your friends are having kids and you're like, well, now what do I do? Because not only do I have all the freedom in the world because I run a lifestyle business, but I also don't have children Mm. and everyone else my age does. And that can get really isolating. Yes. Right? Because here you are, like, it's two in the afternoon, you can do anything you want, but everybody else is at work or whatever. And on the weekends, they're taking their kids to soccer practice. So what we've discovered is that there are these magical little places in the world that attract people who want to live life and experience th- what the daytime is like um, <laughs> without having to work. And, and maybe these people work. So, and what I'm talking about specifically is like the little town that we live in, in Mexico in the winters, mm-hmm. it's magical. Like people are down there, they're either they're working, but they're very available when they work or they take two or three months off and they just enjoy themselves every winter. My wife is in Key West, Florida right now. And she said like, she is busy from the moment she wakes up till she goes to bed with, you know, we're going kayaking here. We're going paddle boarding there. We have this like theater event tonight. And you know, it's just, everybody is out enjoying themselves, having fun because either they're retired or they decided like, screw this rat race. I'm leaving Pittsburgh or whatever for sunnier climates. And, um, and so I think there are places in the world where you can live around folks that make having a lifestyle business more enjoyable than when you live in a normal town.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, the difference there is growing. When I, when I was doing this in South Jersey, yeah. it was isolating as all hell. Every right. single one of my friends has a traditional job. Yeah. When I moved out to Boulder, it's the complete opposite. Everybody's Everyone, like rock climbing everyone it's it's actually kind of frustrating hilariously frustrating or it, it, like when i go to brunch on tuesday with like steph and i'll just like walk to like a brunch spot and it's packed and it's like you can't get in i'm like and I'm, i just scream does anyone fucking work in this town <laughs> and i'm like sitting there and i'm like it is t- i mean they probably say the same thing about me yeah you know and it's, yeah, it, this this place is different. I do have friends who are like, hey, do you want to go co-work uh, at this coffee shop at, you know, one or whatever? Um, do you just want to go co-work today at, at, like, some random place? Or just can we all come over to your house and, and work together? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it happens a lot here. I I don't think, I'm trying to think. I have a few of friends that live here who have traditional jobs. Um, but for the most part, yeah, they're all, yeah, they, they all have the same sort of schedule I do. Nice. Uh I just don't like working on my laptop so I end up uh just you know it's funny I, I I I wanted to ask if you think somebody could have a lifestyle business if they have an office a dedicated office you know that they have to you know go into um with employees and it's like maybe right yeah maybe i mean that's not my definition of a lifestyle business so your your definition is location independent no no well that's not
1: my personal that's not my personal desire for my lifestyle business right okay right and 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 i've thought about that before and um like we the way we run our business we have people spread out all over right we have sure um you know somebody in in kentucky uh two of us in portland one in New Jersey and then another one in, um, Europe. And in fact, two of the people that work for us, I've never met in person. Uh, and, and it just, and it just works that way. Um, and we've thought about having an office before. And if we did, I would, I don't want to start that culture where everybody comes in because I don't want to go into the office every day. You know what I mean? So if we had an office and I think 37 signals does this for, um, for certain employees, anyway, it's kind of optional. It sounds like Jason Freed goes in like two or three days a week.
0: Yeah. That yeah. sounds
1: like perfect to me. Like, I, I, I like interacting with people and having an office, but when I work, I really like to be alone, you know? Me too.
0: Yeah, I'm not a—I don't like—that's why I don't like going to coffee shops. Yeah. People—but a lot of my friends need that. They need to be surrounded by people because it makes them feel like they're more productive or— Uh, and I, to me, I'm like, no, I'm way more productive if you don't bother. Like if you, if you let me just sit in a room and do whatever I want to do.
1: Yeah. And I can go to a coffee shop if I'm anonymous and get work done. No problem. Like the background noise and stuff like that's fine. But as soon as somebody like, you know, taps me on the shoulder, then it's like, it's not work time. It's social time. And that's fine. That's important for other reasons. But
0: yeah. And I, I end up just talking the whole time. I'm, right. Because you're talker. a talker. Yeah. 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 So I end up just saying like, I shoot the shit. And I'm like, let's get a beer. And then it's like, and then next know, thing you know, the day 30, I'm like, we're not getting shit done today. <laughs> uh, so, but if I'm home, yeah, it's like that. So,
1: I mean, you have a total lifestyle business. You just, you just define it differently, but I mean, going out for a beer at two thirty and being able to say like, Oh, well I'll get this done tomorrow. You have all the flexibility in the world. I think you just feel, you just feel I like do. either you feel guilty or you just feel conflicted about the lifestyle term because you don't, have a hobby like golf or something i
0: don't know well yeah i mean i had you know golf is something you could do every day i don't have golf that's true uh i don't i don't have any physical i don't like physical activity in general so (laughs) that's that's a that's a problem yeah uh you know everyone here i get a lot of shit around boulder because they're like oh where do you hike i'm like i don't i don't hike yeah they're like why do you live here i'm like fuck you why do i live here (laughs) Totally. I'm like, I live here because I like snowboarding, but I can only do that six months out of the year or four months out of the year. My
1: picture of Boulder is like, everybody's just like got a slack line set up in their front yard, their own little rock wall. But it's,
0: yeah. But I I also picture people like
1: like, brewing their own beer too.
0: That seems to fit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that too. Um, Yeah. Like my, my FedEx guy brews and so he comes over and delivers like hops to my house and like comes out back when I'm brewing and And, like talks about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Which is, that's new. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, It it is a lifestyle business. I, all right, I want to read something to you. Yeah. Because um, I used to feel this way. And, and to be honest, like I felt this way last year and in the last two months, I kind of feel like I I have, I'm having this like crisis of why am I even doing this? You know, like I don't like, what's another $100,000 a year? Mm Mm-hmm. Is do I give a shit about that? Yeah. You know, what's my goal in life? Is my goal like my goal in life, you know, for the last like, I don't know, probably 10 years has been big at my I have one goal in life, which is it's more of a feeling and a position which is I want to every single morning wake up, uh make coffee, walk out onto a wooden deck and look at trees and really like snow-capped mountains. Right? Okay. So that means and I don't mean like oh I could I can totally get that now if I just AirBnB somewhere here in, even in Colorado. Um but I'm but I want to be able to do this every single day of my life. All right. And that's always been a dream and I've actually never I've had, you know, moments of that, which is how I came to the, that's what I want. And who knows that if I get that every day, if I'm even, if I'm like, oh, what's next now? I've, yeah. I've made, I've done this, and it's also one of those goals that isn't really that hard. It's kind of easy to do, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I could do that in a really, sh- I could technically, you know, hack it and do it in a really shitty place. You know, that's just in the mountains and has no plumbing, and I could get it for you know ten thousand dollars and get exactly that. So it's a really uh, – it's a weird goal that I'm worried that I'm going to complete at 35. Yeah. And then it's like what – okay, so wait a minute. A house a, – a baller house uh, where I have that sort of lifestyle, where I have my own brewery in the backyard that's permanently set up, where uh, you know I have a drum set in my basement and I can play as loud as I want to. Like those things are – I can have them today. And then what? I worry about that – you know that next level and so it well, but, doesn't ma-
1: but but you're looking at the goal is the having of those things not the doing right. of those things.
0: Yeah. Cuz I can technically do them all now. Right. You know, like I can brew my own beer, I can right. play drums if I want to walk down the street. But even
1: the even the walking out on the on the wooden deck and looking at the snow-capped mountains and trees which sounds amazing um the attainment of that thing shouldn't be the goal. The, it's the, the goal. doing that every day. And, and, you know, I've had, I, I didn't know it, but I ended up with a similar goal, which was to be able to walk out on my patio and look at the ocean every day. And mm. I don't have that year round, but for three months a year, we live literally like 30 yards from the ocean, from the Pacific ocean. But and
0: you, is that your place or do you rent a different place each time?
1: We've rented the same place for eight years. Oh,
0: okay, okay,
1: wow. And so do, doing that... Um, you know, having it, sure. The first time it was awesome, I shot like a, a YouTube, like, look at me, this is amazing. Yeah. But having it and being able to watch the sun go down over the ocean every day is this amazing, magical, transformative, calming thing that just makes you like take a moment. Like, you know, it's it's cocktail time every night. You sure. you organize your whole day around this moment. And it just feels so good that that's the hmm. kind of thing I want to do every day. It's not. It's not just like oh, I check this off and I'm done now. It's like I want to do that, and I want to be able to do that, and that keeps me motivated in some ways.
0: Okay, that's interesting. How what, do you? Oh, go ahead. What were you going to read?
1: What? What was this thing?
0: Um. I, I, so I'm, I'm reading this because I felt this way last year. All right. About people who. We're like, oh, I got a lifestyle business. Like, you should start a lifestyle business. Right, right, right. And I read this, uh, which is in that article, that lifestyle business bullshit stuff from DHH, right? He wrote, it's a lot easier to deal with your lack of success when you can rationalize it by saying other people just work harder. That leaves the door open to think, I could have that too if I was just willing to give more. But since I'm not, I'll be content with what I have. That's a comforting, ego-protecting notion. Hmm. So I was feeling this like oh everyone who is teaching lifestyle business yep. just couldn't build a business on their own and so they're like well I guess I maxed out at you know $100,000 a year or $200,000 a year in my freelance business so I have a lifestyle business now right yeah you know and it's and I kind of I kind of gave not I didn't literally give anybody shit for that but I kind of thought, yeah you you didn't even you stopped trying or you gave up, and so you gave up and decided, yeah, I have a lifestyle, but that's it that's the, that's what I'm doing, right, yeah, nailed it, nailed my goal, <laughs> yeah, and I think if if the situation is
1: that that's true that you 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 topped out and you actually are behind the scenes working pretty hard um, yeah. and you're not your business isn't supporting the life that you really want to live then yeah you have some questions to ask yourself right but i also think that in in dhh's mind or whatever he's kind of putting down somebody who makes $200,000 a year in a freelance business and he he 100%
0: is and what the yes. fuck
1: is wrong with that
0: like what, what do you Well, have? because he's—I think—he's assuming that those people want to make more than two hundred thousand dollars a month, right, or a year, right, whatever.
1: Yeah, and if you do, then then great. But you, but there are competing priorities in life, you know, and I, I think that's that's a good question, right? Is it? Are you not succeeding because you're not putting in the extra ten or whatever Effort. hours a week?
0: Yeah. Um, if that's what you really want,
1: yeah. Or is it because you you're watching Netflix all day Mm -hmm. Um, or is it because you, you have a bad business idea and you're not comfortable with like finding something else and moving on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I struggle with this idea that, uh, so I live in, living in Boulder is very expensive. Yeah. Um, and owning a place is very expensive. And, and, and even if I wanted that, that idea of like going out on a deck and looking at mountains, I know that that's probably going to cost me, um, Let's just say five thousand dollars a month Mm. in in a mortgage if I have to own that place, right? And so my my goal right now is okay. Well, I want to own. I don't own a house in Boulder. I own one in New Jersey, which sucks. Uh, But (laughs) here i I have this place which we're in for another year, which is a house. Um, But I want to own my own baller house where I have like. A brewery and a basement and all these things. Yep. And I also want that deck. So we can't. I can't get that deck feeling here. It would cost multi million, multi millions of dollars, right, to get that sort of feeling in Boulder just because it's so you know whatever. Yeah. But there are places in Frisco that are you know a couple hour and a half away where for the same price I could get a normal house here. I could have that exact same experience. And so my my vision is okay. Well, I need to make $5,000 $5,000 a month to cover two mortgages in two different places so I can have my normal life. And then like sort of like you have a dual life where you – yeah. or not a dual life, but like you split it between two different places. Right. But, but one of those places you own, I assume, right, in Portland. Yeah. And then the other place you rent. Right. So you're paying almost a double mortgage well in a way.
1: Except that we've worked it out so we can um, rent this place out when we're gone in Portland.
0: Oh, okay. So, so you do you do do sort of suppl- supplement. So, yes. yeah. So I would probably end up doing the same thing. But to me, it's like, well, I need at least ten thousand dollars in a month to own these two awesome properties, and then I also need more money on top of that to sustain that lifestyle. Right. And it's like, well. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money for a lot of people to make. And at that point, is it like, am I done, or is it just going to keep going up? <laughs> <laughs> right. Because then you need you know, the third like, place down in, yeah. you know, in the and, Caribbean and or something like. Exactly. So I don't and like. That, so, so so for me, I was like, well, no, I, I guess I don't want a lifestyle business. I want to. I want to build a media company. I want to build this company. I want to have employees, even though they're all working remotely and I'm working remotely. Yeah. Like I think that's the way WordPress. Is it's like all remote employees, and yeah. even I guess. What is it? Uh, we just you know, 37 signals or whatever they're called, base camp. They're they're all kind of remote, right? Right? So, it, I, I don't at that point, I kind of it, the lines sort of blur, of course, between lifestyle and, and of course, to me, a lifestyle is like freelancing, consulting, bloggers, life coaches, people who like are completely rem- like they kind of do their own thing, they don't really have that many employees but they're also only making, you know, maybe what uh, i guess like between like let's just say an average of $250,000 a year maybe what's that like a lifestyle business? Oh. Like there's a there's a cap out, right? I think i mean i think there's a lot
1: of lifestyle businesses where people probably earn $50,000 a year or something, you know?
0: Oh, sure, sure. You but know? i mean th- does it cap out at some point, you think? Well, i don't know. Like think about Nathan a running convert kit. I was so i have that written down. Is that is is that a lifestyle business?
1: Well, what I know about Nathan and the way he runs that company, which is up to like 40 employees now, uh-huh. I think, and yeah. doing like a million dollars a month in revenue. Little, yeah, I think so. So um, Nathan has very consciously said that I don't want any more than X number of employees and we'll build this business the best we can with, those, with that number of people. And I think it's around 50. He also um, runs that business remotely. So he intentionally doesn't have people come and live in Boise where he lives. You know, he hires people around Mm -hmm. the country. So whether Nathan is like out surfing and, you know, living on a (laughs) woodworking or whatever it is that he's into, he he does woodwork, but whether he's out living on a beach somewhere or he's living in Boise... There is a part of his business that is that he's building around the lifestyle that he wants, which is he doesn't want to manage more than 50 people. He doesn't want an office that he has to go into every day, you know, and, and work with those people. So there's a part of it that's lifestyle for sure. Mm-hmm. Is that somebody's typical definition of a lifestyle business? I don't think so, but it it definitely started out that way, you know? It was definitely wow. like Nathan just starting a business because he wanted to make some money, not... Necessarily that he wanted to build the next million
0: dollar a month thing. Well, what do you think his goal is? Uh, Cashing out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, at some point, and then doing it
1: again, and then probably. well, and then probably uh, Nathan will get back to blogging and yeah. and like m- writing books and stuff. You know, I know that he really right. likes writing and stuff. I think he enjoys mm-hmm. running a software business too. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know, but in, but also you know there there are times when your intention to build a business that just allows you to live a good lifestyle and earns you a comfortable living might turn into something more because you came up with a great idea, you know? And then the question is what? And you have an opportunity in front of you. So, you know, personally, I would just try to build that opportunity in such a way that it doesn't encroach on my enjoyment of my life. Like, I don't want to sacrifice, especially because I'm a little bit older now. I'm I'm over 40 now. I don't want Mm -hmm. to, I don't want to like, give up the next 10 years, sacrifice the next 10 years. Like I have my health right now. I'm able to do things. I don't want to give that up in, in pursuit of something that might pay me out later
0: because who knows what later is, you know? Right. Has there, has there ever been a time where you had to throttle back? Like, has there any, has there ever been a time where you in your current business where you're like, guys, we got to start making more money, you know, shit got strapped and then you went really fucking hard and then you were like, whoa, this, oh, I'm, I've kind of like fallen back into a trap and had to sort of throttle back and say like, whoa, 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 whoa. actually things are okay. Uh, let's, let's not go this hard.
1: Yes, um, definitely. You know, and, and the reality of building a business is m- money may not be the point, but if you start hiring people, like, you've yeah. got mouths to feed, and yes. and you got to make sure there's enough leftover for yourself, and it can get tight sometimes, you know,
0: yes.
1: um, if it's not all up and to the right. You know, every once in a while, things slow down. And so, it can be all hands on deck, um, and you can get myopic about focusing on money and forget about the thing that got you to the place you are already. You can just start thinking about, how do we get more money in the door? How do we make more revenue? How, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it can start it can cause the business to start making some weird decisions and then you start putting things out there that don't seem like you. And people are like, well, what, what's that all about? That seemed like, yeah, like high pressure sales and and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, and then you can kind of not destroy, but change your reputation or change the Mm -hmm. way people think about you and you can kind of become a different business. So it's a, it's a, you know, it's a careful dance you have to make.
0: And then you lose interest because then you're like wait a minute this isn't oh shit what did i do
1: or your the people that work with you lose interest too because they're like that's this isn't what i signed up for this isn't the- So that has ha-
0: that has happened.
1: Yeah. It has happened sure. And and then people are start to lose interest because like specifically with Chase who you know my business partner mm-hmm. my my co-founder at Fizzle um his interest is has always been very much in the creative side of things. Yeah. And not in the hardcore spreadsheet numbers business kind of thing. Yes. And anytime, you know, we've kind of shifted that direction, maybe because the- of needs or because of someone else who's working with us in the business has that kind of interest. Chase is disengaged,
0: you know, well, he's he's checked out, he's checked
1: out a little bit because yeah. it's it's just not his style. And, and so it's a careful balance, not just for you, but also the dynamic of the, of the business and the people that you've hired.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I've gone. I, I mean, I'm recent – I feel like that's a very recent, you know, thing that you for me that you're that you just sort of landed on is this idea that when things start to dip a little bit, uh, which they which they have for me because <laughs> one, I run a seasonal business, so Swim so University doesn't really see a lot of traffic and or income in the winter time. But then in the summertime, it's like, I have like three months of just like crazy. Yeah. And if you know, your traffic every like time
1: doubles I, or triples, or traffic
0: something. doubles, income is ridiculous. And people are like, you make that much a month. I'm like, I make that much that month. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, it's definitely not that. Right. Uh, Cause, but so be, and, and what I didn't anticipate this year is I have now a full-time employee who has three people under her and we have two other people that sort of do, you know, freelance sort of things. And I did that. I was doing all of that hiring at peak season. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh shit, we are, we're, we're living baller lifestyle. We have, you know, I'm getting paid what I need to get paid as a, as a, as a, you know, the CEO or founder. And, you know i have plenty of money and i and i started hiring people i'm like hey do you want to do animations for us hey do you want to do video editing for us hey do you want to be my photographer just like hiring like it was nothing cuz i'm like this is working yeah and while all of those jobs that i hired for have put you know assets on the table for the business the business still drops mm-hmm. which i forgot i guess and <laughs> you know i shouldn't forget but it, it does it happens and I, and so for the winter time, like as we were coming down, I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're still good. We're still in the red or red black. We're still in the black. Like I'm still profiting. The business is still profiting. And then it was like, oh shit, like we're still paying the same amount of people doing the same amount of work, yeah, you know, and now we're not. And so it's like, oh shit, we're in debt, but it's going to come back, but we're in debt now. yeah, You know, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. And so my brain went as a, you know, somebody who's like Chase where I'm, I'm more kind of. I, I gravitate more towards the creative side. I and I don't mind the spreadsheet stuff. I kind of enjoy like I enjoy organization. I enjoy uh, you know numbers and and spreadsheet stuff. Like, it doesn't bother me. Right. It doesn't turn me off. But I went a hundred percent in that direction. And so recently, I did this you know website optimization experiment where I built this like data a Google Data Studio spreadsheet and basically learned Google Analytics for for real because I've always like half understood it you're like oh went, look at that graph cool yeah cool real-time stats yeah and then i i went really deep i'm like i'm setting up goals i'm setting up uh you know google tag manager yep. i learned uh you know this data stu- have you used data no. studio you know what it is uh-uh. it's basically you're allowed to, you can take google analytics data and, and spreadsheet data from google sheets and visually manipulate it and add formulas nice to basically build like a kpi dashboard cool for yourself um it's i think you use do you still use gecko board we used to yeah is it like that but it's like that but you have more control of the design okay that's nice you can it's really cool we ended up
1: we ended up just kind of rolling our own uh and then recently i found chart mogul which is pretty rad for a subscription-based business
0: okay Yeah. Um, yeah so you can so and it's, is it, is it allow you to design and like make no chart
1: mogul hat just has like 50 different graphs of important things for a subscription business. They've already kind of identified okay. the, the KPIs. So you can't really build your own dashboard, but it's, it's solid. And it requires a lot less like thinking on my part to design it and right. maintain it and that sort of thing.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I mean, I went down this path of just sort of, I really wanted to see every single aspect of my business, and and started to, and to see like the metrics, which I kind of did, but it was really loosely based. It was like you know a lot of big numbers. I really didn't could make decisions on it. And I put this whole thing together. I put it out on Money Lab. No one responded because it was like it was kind of yeah. high level, yeah. right? And except I got invited to like this private mastermind in Nashville, and uh, I started getting like. People started reaching out to me who were like, like on my level, mm-hmm. and going like, "Holy shit, this is fucking awesome!" Right? And I was like, "Yeah." Wait, uh, I hate this. <laughs> like, I did it, and now I'm like, and then I, I basically had this experiment where I was like, "I'm going to try to double my revenue on Swim University without adding anything new, without creating a new product, without adding new content. Yep, uh, just basically optimizing sales pages, funnels." Uh, and using this data to sort of you know tell whether it was working or not, and using it to to pull out you know you you know basic optimization shit, right? Which you're, I'm sure that's what you do mostly, right? Or at least you have some sort of interest in it. Sure. Uh, am I wrong? No, no. I, I I enjoy it, but I also get bored by it as
1: well. Like it's it's sometimes okay. the optimization piece is so disconnected from the. There are real customers out there with real problems, and here's how I solve those yes. problems. Like, that's the part that is energizing. The optimization piece sometimes just feels like
0: it's just too detached, yeah. And it's such small incremental, yeah. improvements, right? That it's just not You're like exciting. it's just going you somewhere, yeah, yeah. And it's like, how many times, like, I know people who just tweak funnels all day, I know, you know, I know, and that's. And I don't. I like tweaking other things all day, but funnels is not one of it them. It could definitely be useful to get one of those people on your team. Uh, yeah. So somebody told me who works at a startup said that there are people who are conversion rate like marketers. Oh yeah. And their their job is to just increase conversion rates.
1: Oh yeah. There's um, Pep Laja uh, runs Conversion XL, and it's a yeah. whole like team of consultants who do that.
0: Really. Yeah. So I went down that. Hole, and you start making just weird decisions, yeah, and and stuff that like doesn't really fit with you know what I do, yeah, and and I started to also go down the road of like, well, if Swim University isn't making money right now, and Roasty isn't you know isn't paying the bills, and obviously Brew Cabin is a money pit right now because it's an investment right. property, then Money Lab has to make money, right? Oh shit, like let's start. I- Let's figure some shit out. Let's do some courses. Let's 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 do uh totally uh yeah. You start and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not what I do here. Right. And it's like later when when money's coming in from other places, you're like, ah oh, shit. And you start to get in like that frantic business bad decision mode, which I think I've experienced a lot of early people having those same mistakes. Right. When I first started Swim University, uh, I, I was working a normal job and. Then I quit, or I know I got fired, and then I was you know doing uh, I had you know I had income coming in which was fine, but I knew it was going to run out, and I started doing consulting work, or not consulting work like website design stuff, and then I started making crazy decisions on SwimU, like just crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start uh, you know doing live broadcasts where I charge people to, to come on. This, I'm like, oh shit, I can't sustain doing that. I hate this. No, totally. You know, and. And just like weird ways that I thought I would make money, and because I was desperate, I think that's what it is. Yeah, and I kind of feel in the same position right now where I'm like, I like. There's a part of me that realizes that I know that the debt gets repaid in a few months, and so a lot of businesses operate in in this kind of space where it's like, oh, they operate with like sort of a running debt that doesn't. I'm make not it fun. Used, yeah, it's I'm not used to that right. ever. I've never had that so. Because uh, it's the first time I've really had full time people, I had to worry about a bunch of other people um, without I, without wanting to scale them back, and knowing that it's premature because it's coming. You know, it's all going to come there, but it it still sucks. It's still in a it's still a bad place to be because I usually don't freak out about money, but just because it's like I don't feel that great about it. Yeah, and I'm like I could just sit around and wait, or I could fucking uber optimize everything on my website and make really crazy decisions or really kind of dumb incremental decisions that really are not that important when i probably should have done something else that made more sense for the long term of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's still a weird place to be it
1: is a weird place to be and i think it's um you know you can look at those those decisions you make within the business and how they affect the business and the money that you make and how you feel about the business yeah and I think that's the same thing that I encourage people to do um, with their life and the way that that relates to your business. To make decisions within your business, not just in the context of how is this going to help us make more money, but also how is this going to support the life that I want to live. And that's that's all I think about in terms of a lifestyle business is thinking beyond the business itself to your life. And the life that you want to live. And, you know, there are probably things besides money that you want from your life that your business can allow you to do. And for me, partly, it's just I don't want my business to stress me out. I want it to be fun. I want it to be light and and free and enjoyable. And that means I don't want an office. I don't want 50 employees. You don't want debt. I don't want debt. Right. I don't want obligations. I want a free calendar every week to be honest like i'm I'm happy to do a podcast like this. We do our own podcast. I have a couple calls with people on my team yep. and then I have like one coaching call honestly, like th- five things on my calendar in a week and then maybe one lunch with that's a friend a in town that's a lot and that's I, a and lot that starts to make me uncomfortable
0: yeah i don't and, i don't I don't live in my calendar i don't I don't like it I don't like having any obligations
1: totally and and that's important to me. And so, yeah. and so I could make decisions where, well, if I had these three meetings uh, a week and if I did this webinar every week and blah, 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 like those yeah. might make me more money. Right. But that's not the kind of business I want to run. Right. Yeah. So it can be as simple as that, you know,
0: Do you I don't think, think it has to
1: be like a religious debate, you know, the, n- no. the whole lifestyle business thing.
0: No. Do you, I mean, I, I, I think about what do I want to do every day? Yes. Because you, you talk about you talk about impact, which is always a hard word for me because I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, does that mean, like, I'm going to help starving children in Africa? No, it's not. Does that no, impact? Is but, it, is but it if impact you- in my own life? Is it impact in other people's life?
1: Yeah, both. Both. Yeah, and your employees okay. as well. But, like, you know, if you think about Swim University, sure. if, you, if you feel like somebody gets a chuckle from a video that they watched and they make a better decision for their pool or, or hot tub— right you know okay that's yeah. an impact it, it's something you can relate to at least you know yeah. if somebody brews a great batch of beer like you know yeah. you, you feel good about that right
0: i i don't know <laughs> i don't know to be honest because yeah. i we we were definitely making an impact at list of money matters with um with teaching personal finance in a yeah. in a brash you know morning zoo type of way yeah and people were really resonating with it and changing their lives and they would tell us all the time and write us these long emails and i'm just skimming through them you know yeah yeah Uh, i will say that with money lab i do feel i feel a lot better over there and i Mm -hmm. and it's and it hasn't gone away so it's been almost two years or two and a half years and i still like i i fucking love getting emails yeah like i need it It's weird. And even if it's somebody going, like, ha ha, that was funny, I'm like, I needed it. I needed you to say, I needed that validation because that's just how I I operate, I guess.
1: But also, maybe that says something about the way that you need to have, you know, we talked at the beginning about being in the spotlight. You know, maybe that says something about you want to be the the person in the driver's seat alone.
0: Yeah. But I also want, like, when people, when I did the Asana for Bloggers course and everyone has, no one has returned it. Everyone has – no one had anything bad to say about it. Any Everyone was like, because well, it was 25 bucks." I showed my how I do things, and they were like, oh, shit, now I use now I use Asana. Asana should be paying me for this shit. Yeah. And I fucking loved it because I, I, I'm like, oh, something that I did, a lot of people had really nice things to say about it. Yeah. That's it. I, I don't need – it's like when someone's like, "Oh, you changed my life." I'm like, "I don't care about that." But someone's like, "Oh, you're awesome." thumbs up emoji. That's that's what I need. I need somebody to just just validate that what I'm doing is cool or even if it's helpful. Like, "Dude, that was really helpful. Thank you." That's all I need. I don't need like a li- I don't need someone to tell me that I changed their life because I don't want to be a life-changing person. I don't want to do that to somebody. Right. But if I'm sure I do, you know, and I'm and people have done it to me. Like people, you know, I, I've, you know, you are one of those people who I can say, you know, you know, reading your stuff, and I said inadvertently because you're not, you didn't call me every day and go like, how are things? What are you doing? It's like, yeah you, yeah, yeah, you just put something out into the world, and I just happen to fall upon it and devour it and and consume it and go, I'm following these principles that you laid out, and yeah. I'm following your blueprint as much as, or at least what I assumed was your blueprint, just from your from your. The way you presented yourself online, right, right, and that that sort of validation of like, you, thanks, and that's all I need to hear, you know. Same here. I, and got, I guess I that's got a, impact, uh, right?
1: I got a card from a customer yesterday, like physical card in the mail, just a thank Weird. you thing, <laughs> and um, it just feels so good. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and I don't need a ton of that. No, like one of those, and you know, I'll take it for three months and yeah. and run on that.
0: Yeah. You know, it's I even like so. uh, I talk a lot with Barron. You know Barron, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So so he's just like sometimes he'll email me after I send a money lab email and be like, "Ah, you're you're fucking awesome," (laughs) and that's like kind of like laughing like Jesus Christ, you know? Yeah. And then sometimes he'll he'll respond with like, "Yo, I'm working on this thing. Here's what I'm doing. Like, what would you do? Yeah. In this situation, and I'm like, you know, cracking the knuckles. Like, I cannot wait." (laughs) <laughs> yes just dive into this yeah because he he asks a lot more technical and because he, he's at you know, further he's, along he's, yeah. yeah he's further along he's at my level yeah and so like we can kind of nerd out and be technically and i could te- write write to him as if i'm talking to you or anybody else yeah. right versus someone like i get a lot i don't get a lot of these emails because i i definitely avoid asking for these emails but those emails that are like Hey, I'm thinking about starting up this business. Like, what what would you do? Or what like, do you think do about you this think? idea? Yeah, yeah. And I always, I always had this canned response, which is, I don't know. Try it and let me know how it works out.
1: Yeah, I'm not Cause your target customer.
0: I'm not yet. So and I, can't also, tell you. I don't know. Like, I, I to be honest, like I didn't think a, a book about hot tub care was going to sell. Yeah, but I put I it out there. I didn't think a
1: network of people watching other people playing video games would be a multi billion dollar business, but it is.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I still don't understand that. Right? I, I. you know, growing up, and I guess, you know, uh, even though you say that you're over 40, I don't believe it, but... Uh, <laughs> you Don't look a day over 30. But when I grew up, watching someone playing video games was what you did to torture somebody. Right. Like, right? That was like... It was... There's that... You watch uh, Parks and Rec at all? Yeah. So do you... In the seventh season... Like there's this there's a scene where they're like all the guys from the Grizzle social network are like, you know, we're gonna have Ron over to watch us play video games. And it's <laughs> sort of like I, I I I took that as they're going to torture this guy. Yeah. You know, watching and and like, oh, you don't get to hold the controller. I'm but now it's fucking entertainment. Dude,
1: when when I was in elementary school and the NES, the original NES came yes. out, one yeah. kid in our neighborhood got it. And like eight of us would sit around after school and watch the one kid play, and because it was his, right. like we play we got most. to touch the controller for like
0: like five minutes, and then it was gone. But and, you, but that's what you were waiting for the whole time. Right? Yeah, we weren't we weren't there to watch him play. We wanted to yeah, play ourselves. Exactly. Yeah, and that's like, how do you like? I when I had Thomas on, I, I mentioned Ninja, which is like this this streamer, and he yeah, had yeah, no yeah. idea who that was. Yeah, the was dude like, that played you, with Drake, right? Yeah. Well, I think that's why we know who. We, I mean, yeah. I, I, that's that's but the Thomas, only reason I know. That's the only reason I know. And yeah. Thomas is like I don't know who that is. I'm like how do I know who a YouTube or a, a gamer streamer is and you don't? Cuz that's and what you don't. he does that, yeah. you know? I yeah, I don't I don't I I want to understand it, but I don't. And, and I was and, I, I had a conversation with a friend who's doing Twitch and he's cooking. Yeah. And like doing cooking lessons over Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I can I could watch that. And I have guys, there's one guy on YouTube that does a live brew day. It's eight hours of him brewing. And, and mostly I'm like, and and most of that's just watching something boil, right? Yeah. And so well, he'll like answer questions, but like some for the most part, I've I've looked at him and I have gone on them and I'm like, you know, it'll just be him staring at the screen reading. Yeah. Like, and then it's- and then it's like, oh, yeah. And he doesn't read the question back, but he just like reacts and I'm like this is really boring.
1: But th- you know this this is the the double-edged sword of the world we live in. It's isolating a lot of times. Social yeah. media is isolating and driving in your car from your suburban house to your office is isolating. Mm-hmm. And people don't have friends. Like they it's don't ironic, have real. Right? It's it's sad. And so you need you need to feel like you know somebody and the closest way to do that is like, you know, Skype. watching Twitch for 8 hours.
0: Yeah, that is true. It's weird. I don't know. It, yeah. It's just weird. It's um, I guess we should wrap things up. <laughs> should we? I think so. I knew I was going to go longer than an hour. <laughs> it's all right. I wasn't... I don't want to try to do that. I just figure some topics are going to be a little bit more... You know, and I feel like <laughs> we didn't really answer any questions. It's basically no. like...
1: Okay, if, if you want me to wrap it up, it's basically... You can build your business however the hell you want to. Uh Don't let the pursuit of money impact your enjoyment of the thing Uh because there are ways to do it that get around that. Like you can, you should set your own priorities and then try to align the way you build your business with what those priorities are. Don't let anyone feel, make you feel guilty if you just want to pursue money. Don't make anyone, don't let anyone make you feel guilty if you're not spending time on the beach every year. Yep. because you don't have a a true lifestyle business or whatever it is like there there is no formula that everybody has to follow and um i don't know you know do, does matt have a lifestyle business i don't know tweet yeah. him tell him if he does or not uh, tweet yeah. him along with his new middle name
0: yes thank you well put the last part <laughs> uh i feel a little so, rambly today so i hope this was useful it, you know it's I, i'm Part of, I don't care if it's useful. <laughs> okay, good. I, I, to me, there is no, I don't know. Do you listen to any business podcasts? Um, not I regularly. Like I, asked, I feel like I asked this to every person I've had on so far.
1: Not regularly, but I'll tell you that um, lately I don't really listen to podcasts unless we're on a road trip, and if we do mm-hmm. that, my wife's in the car and we're listening to This American Life and uh, Radio Lab and stuff like that. Okay. So the last business podcast I listened to, I'd say, was Startup.
0: Yes, the first season. The first season. Yes, that's probably the last one I listened to too.
1: Yeah, I do. I do listen to friends' podcasts. You know, like I listened to uh, your first episode with Thomas, uh-huh. and that was great. Uh, and so I, I check in and see what people are up to, basically. Just you know, out of curiosity, kind of thing.
0: Yes, yes. So I do that too, um, and. I the reason I ask is because, yeah, for me I don't I don't either. I don't listen to business podcasts besides to check in on friends and stuff. Um I listen to Comedy Bang Bang and Harmon Town and then some a lot of beer brewing stuff. And I don't get a chance to listen to them because I either am working and I can't listen to a podcast while I do certain kinds of work. Yeah um and i can't and i don't drive that often which is when i normally listen to podcasts yep uh so sometimes even with like beer podcasts i just put the phone down and sit in a chair yeah and i have coffee or something and i just or beer even and i just listen to two guys talk about beer really um or making beer not just drinking it but i want it that for business people yeah i want it oh i'm currently in the weeds of like brewing and there's two guys just talking about a, a topic that could be really super advanced, like water chemistry, or kind of beginnery. Yep. But they're not talking down to me. Yeah. They're not assuming that the listener is a beginner. Yeah. And it's sort of like, I call it business porn in audio form, where it's just like, you're listening to just two people who kind of do what you do, and they're just talking about a topic that yeah. you can you know, glean some sort of... It- insight from maybe, or if it could just be entertainment.
1: It could be. Board. And, and I just like, I think some people just need to be steeped in the whole, they just need to hear that, especially, you know, if you're, if you're struggling with something or kind of yeah. just getting started, like you need to just be steeped in the world of entrepreneurship and realize that there are other people out there. Cause at this point, like, you know, what you might have a specific question and you go look for answers, you Matt or yeah, I, yeah, 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 um, but we know Things are possible. We, we already right. have all the answers, right? We know that, right. you know, we can make businesses work. It's a lot of hard work. you got to find a good idea. you got to find customers, blah, 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 and, and it'll work out. A lot mm-hmm. of other people are like, can this work? Is it right yeah. for me? And, you know, and so just listening to this might be comforting.
0: Yeah, because even when you get to that place, there's still, there's different problems. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Um, mo' money, mo' problems. Mo' money, mo' problems. So thank you for being on, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You can come on at any time. This is not a one. It's not one a one shot thing. deal. Okay. No. Cool. So uh if you if you ever feel like you gotta get something off your chest for bone show, to pick. If you got a bone to pick or this show gets a little bit bigger and you're like, I gotta promote something. Oh yeah. All you right. You know? Okay. Uh or you're like, dude, I got I got two hours to kill. Uh I just feel like talking about something.
1: Yeah, I'm down with that. soccer. We, we had a blast when uh when you came on the fizzle show a while back. Yeah. It it's just always so easy chatting with you so
0: yeah and i'll be at i'll be in portland uh next month all right yeah send me the home going to homebrew con all right send me the dates maybe we can rub elbows it's literally doing during wds okay so i'm it's just gonna be me i'm coming solo and then wds starts also i'll be in town just seeing friends and stuff and then there's like two or three days in the middle that's homebrew con and I'm and I, I'm going alone to just sit in the back of seminars listening to dudes talk about yeast washing and decoction mashing. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go hang out with, you know, the, my my friends in, nice. in Portland. So I
1: uh, homebrewed for the first time last year and enjoyed it. D- the the beer where? Turned out here at home. Indoors. Indoors? What do you mean? Oh, like, yeah, I just did a a,
0: a stovetop boil. A, a small bat, like a five gallon or one gallon.
1: Um, I did. It was about a gallon.
0: I ended okay. up with
1: I ended up with ten bottles, which okay. was kind of disappointing at the end. Yeah, of it. yeah,
0: it's a little, over, yeah, a little the, over. a gallon.
1: The beer ended up being really tasty. I made a uh, coconut uh, porter. Nice, and uh, it didn't end up super coconutty, but it was tasty.
0: I like. And it was a kit. It wasn't a kit. I, we have a we have a good place here called Steinbart's. Um, uh-huh. and <sighs> wait a minute. What's it called? Is it like JW Steinbart's or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the oldest homebrew shop in the world. It's 100 years old.
1: It's I mean it's like a mile from here and those dudes are super rad and they're like, "Oh, you don't need a kit. Let's just, you know, walk Hook over here out. and he's like, "You need to get this and get some of this and blah 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 and Oh, nice. And kind of like wrote out a simple recipe for me and it worked. Cool. Yeah, that's and, fun, and I and I bought it, I probably paid like twenty bucks for the equipment or something. It was crazy. Yeah. It was like here's a plastic bucket. We'll screw yeah. a little,
0: you know, uh, spout on it,
1: you know, so mm-hmm. you can. Yeah, it was it was super easy.
0: So you're gonna do it again?
1: Um, yes, I really. So we'll have to talk when you come out because I would really like to make a good sour, and I understand it's kind of tricky.
0: Yeah, it's a little. I don't. I haven't done one yet. Okay. Just because I don't want to I don't want my you, you need dedicated equipment for uh, souring beers because you don't want cross contamination between sour beers and regular beers. Yeah, you beers. don't
1: you don't want that bacteria in there.
0: Yeah, so I have to like I for me I would have to buy like a dedicated keg yeah. for for that. i have to buy a dedicated fermenter for that, which I which I own so I could do that. You've got um, a bunch of
1: crazy kettles
0: and stuff, right?
1: I think I saw I've, a photo of one of them. Yeah,
0: I have like right now I have two kettles but I'm in the process of uh I, I just keep – I buy something at least every other day for yeah. home brewing. on yeah. Amazon. I, you know, I'll yeah i listen to a podcast, and someone's like, oh, you need this. And I'm like – I just literally go on Amazon, buy something, have it shipped to the house. And I, I, that's one of the reasons I want to move too. It's I'm just overtaking the house. I, I, bu- <laughs> I have four refrigerators in my house. Oh, my God. So I have my regular refrigerator all in the kitchen. So I have, we have a pretty like open space, open floor plan downstairs. So I have the, the refrigerator, the main one for our food. I have a kegerator with two taps. I have a beer fridge, like a bottle, uh, like a bomber fridge, where yep. I age, you know, cellar beers. And then I just bought another refrigerator to, to do uh, temperature-controlled. Yeah, fermentation, so I could do lagers and stuff. Nice. Yeah. It's just uh, our electric bill. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there's, always, there's always something running downstairs. If it was
1: like five years ago, they'd come and knock on your door and ask if you're growing weed. But now they don't care.
0: Yeah. Oh, now they don't. Yeah, especially here. Yeah. So... Uh, so anyway, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you. Got a little wrap up here. So uh, thank you to Paul again from healthgeeks.co for sending in that combo starter question via Twitter, which you said you read. Mm-hmm. So I did. Yeah, that? I saw okay, it like saw a half that. hour before we started. Because you're on Twitter more now. Is that I am. Yeah, I'm doing Twitter. Mostly Twitter. Mostly Twitter. I had, yeah, I had to delete it off my phone. I'm good at – I was always good because I know you said this, and I – shit, I should have talked about that but we can co- you can come on Next again time. but i uh yeah the the i like i was always good at keeping my profiles pretty clean and yeah. not having a bunch of shit so right. like everyone's like oh i got to get off of facebook i'm like facebook's fine for me it's all just beer <laughs> like just nice things uh, but dude i i twitter is still like i used to go on it on my phone and i'm like I, I still see trump shit and i can't i can't like the po- political stuff i can't like yeah. i enjoy politics i follow it uh, I'm kind of like I nerd out about it, but too much I, but of the of the of the reality show shit I can't deal with. When
1: it got like too intermingled, like Twitter for me is a place to talk with other people about work stuff or like yeah. like work friends. It's kind of like the right. water cooler, right? Exactly. I love just chatting with you know. And I just posted a photo of like my coffee grinder yesterday or today or yeah. whatever, but. Uh, and then, like people I know in from real life, like you and others, like tweet uh-huh. me about it, and that's what I want it for. When it yeah. got to be intermingled with a bunch of political stuff, it was like, ugh. So I had to call yeah. it. And I and I, you know, I follow very few people, and then I also turn off retweets from most people,
0: which I did too. But then I still see the likes. Hmm. So if someone likes a post, I see that post they liked. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know how to turn that off in Twitter or uh, in the it's Twitter feed.
1: I use tweet bot i guess maybe that's Uh, different so
0: you use like the the one that like organizes it in an actual stream yeah oh maybe i I should do that then i'll do that that's smarter yeah um so anyway not to go on a tangent because we got to wrap this up but (laughs) wrap it up yeah if you have any uh if you have any topics or questions you'd like me to talk about in the show shoot me an email my uh shoot me an email to money lab nope fuck i'm fucking this all up Shoot me an email, matt at moneylab.co. Also, send me a new middle name suggestion. I want to try new ones on for size. Uh, And if you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. Um, If you know of a new one and our podcast is not on there, please let me know via Twitter and I will get it on there. Somebody told me to get it on player.fm. Had a hard time, but they ended up adding it for me, which is pretty cool. Uh, If you really like the show, like really like it, uh, please leave a review because apparently that helps us find more people, uh, to find the show and attracts more sponsors, which will make me more money. So I can continue to publish new episodes every single week and bonus points for funny reviews. Mm-hmm. It's like what business podcast is like a, just a stream of like hilarious nonsensical reviews. All right. That's what, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Cause I feel like the actual words don't matter. It's the number that matters.
1: Well, I like the challenge. The challenge of just... Of, like, trying to say something funny for a business podcast review. Right. No, and I I like that you're challenging people because, you know, it's like, leave us a review. You're like, yeah, okay. I challenge you to leave a funny review. That makes me more likely to try to come up with one.
0: I dare you to leave a funny review. All right. I, I dare you, Corbett.
1: Okay, but I want an LOL if it's actually funny.
0: Oh, I'll LOL. I want
1: you to ROFL.
0: I will roll on the floor laughing good i need more reviews that's what i'm saying uh i believe that helps us to rank in itunes which we are not ranking in itunes at all right now and who knows why but time and, it'll and happen. more or more yeah it'll happen i've done this before is not my first rodeo i could do it again hopefully finally visit moneylab.co to follow my experiments and challenges trying to make money online and subscribe to get email updates and announcements from me and uh, of course you can follow me on twitter my handle is at matt givanesi and you can figure out how to spell it for yourself so corbett thank you again for being on the show (laughs) thanks for having me matt figure out how to spell it yourself yeah thanks again for listening that's it bye